2, the first 11 chapters of Genesis is what we call creation. We have creation, the first two chapters, the fall in chapter 3, the uh, flood in chapters 6, the Tower of Babel in chapter 8 and 9, we, the Noahic covenant and whatnot. But in chapter 2, I want you to see something that I found to be very interesting. We talked about this morning. In chapter 2, verse 8, that the Lord God planted as part of his creation a garden eastward in Eden, E-D-E-N. And this is where we get the Edenic covenant. The Edenic covenant, and every covenant has a corresponding dispensation. Dispensation is TTT, a time in which truth is tested. So the Edenic covenant came with the dispensation of innocence. There was no sin and everybody was innocent. And God created this garden in, the, in chapter eight and out of the ground in verse nine, chapter, I mean, verse, verse eight, and, and out of the ground in verse nine, God grew every tree that is pleasant to the sight, good for food, the tree of life, which personifies eternality through Jesus Christ, also in the midst of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So right off the bat, in God's creation, a test was established. And the test is you may eat of every tree, but of one. The test is there's a restriction that you cannot eat of. And, and, and it's interesting because at the time that God is doing all this in chapter two, amen, that uh, in verse seven is when he formed man out of the dust of the earth, Eve is nowhere in sight, amen, are you with me? And the Bible says that Eve came later in verse 21, amen, and 22 as he put Adam to sleep and Adam called this creature woman, verse 23, and God created a covenant, verse 24, that a man shall leave his father and mother, cleave, be glued to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, and here's the key, were not ashamed. They were not ashamed because they were innocent. They were not ashamed because sin had not entered this world. Amen? And, 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 then, and then we get into this narrative about the fall in innocence, in the Garden of Eden. It was perfect, a perfect environment. They didn't have to work. God took care of a self-sustaining, amen, environment where all they had to do was just live in fellowship with God. And then the Bible says, now, three critical characteristics about this text. If we are to defeat and detect the devil, we must first stop listening to his counsel. Now, let me stop pausing, Paul, because I know right away you're saying, I don't listen to the devil. Excuse me, 
all of us listen to the devil. He is a smooth talking, smooth rapper. Listen to me. He's not dumb enough to come with all lies. He twists lies with truth. He's invisible. And listen, all of his programming at you and me involves something you and me like. Second Corinthians chapter 10 um, informs us that strongholds, there's something that he has interwoven into his plan by studying you that you like. So his whole plan is predicated on what you and I like. 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 Mm. The serpent was more subtle, slick, deceiving, trickster, than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Now, let's stop, pause, and park because it is believed that at this time, the snake, the serpent, was beautiful and stood upright on two legs. Could talk, was very attractive, and very intelligent. Satan decided to use this serpent as a front to get to this woman. What Satan does is influence. He's looking for an influence to get to you and I. He's got to match that influence with something we want to happen, we like for it to happen that boosts us. So if I want to be great, Satan's temptation will be to suggest greatness to me through influencing a vehicle. You got to be careful because God says if you are to go up through me, you got to first go down. And those that will exalt themselves up, I'm going to put down. If you want to be greatest of all, you first got to become a servant. I'm preaching now. In God's economy, you never get up by going up. You get up by going down. And once you go down, God brings you up. And God can keep taking you up and nobody else can bring you down. I'm preaching up in this place. But when you start pulling yourself up, God says, I'm not going to let you go but so far. Because what God is interested in is when you finally reach the top of that proverbial ladder, he wants you up at the top with his name. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He wants, he wants you at the top with his name. So wherever the Lord has taken you, you get at the top, you're still talking about Jesus. 
That, that means he can trust you with his glory. Can I get a witness? You don't, you don't use his glory to get what you want. You exalt his glory and then everything else that you want will be added. I'm preaching unto you. Look at the strategy of this serpent, more subtle, and he said. Now, in chapter 2, beginning at verse 8, God gave his will to the man, his word to the man. Either Adam was, like many of us, Adam was not a good husband and did not teach his wife the word, or the wife was, yeah, she was self-induced to become greater than a husband without God and fell. Look at her. And see, all of Satan's counsel are lies. Whatever he says, even if it appears to be true, it's a lie. It's a lie behind the truth. Are you getting this? You, now y'all sitting there looking at me funny. I remember Paul and <laughs> Paul and Silas went into Philippi, and a little girl of divination, a little girl that had been possessed, said, "Leave these men alone, for they are from the Most High God." That was true. But Paul turned around and said, "You demon!" Now, now wait a minute. Why would Paul call this girl demonic when the girl was preaching truth? Because Although truth was coming out, where the truth was coming from was a lie. You, 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 oh, you ain't getting that. A liar can teach truth. Somebody going to hell can teach truth. Somebody whose motives are not pure can teach truth. And God be not in it. Because what's hidden is the motive. They're doing it for self. They ain't doing it for him. Watch, 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 watch this. Here's what Satan wants to get to. He wants to grab your faith. Yeah, he wants to fracture your guidance. And he wants to stop your growth. He wants to get into your reasoning, how you think. Your righteousness, how you live, and your relationships, how you and I. You better believe those three R's are connected. How you reason, how you're righteous or unrighteous, and how you conduct yourselves in relationships. People who are living in ungodly relationships have an ungodly righteousness. And, amen, they have an ungodly way of reasoning. And I'm saying this because the devil is in the details. You know how you get a contract and you say, you better read that fine print. The devil's in the details. He is. 
the devil's in. That's why when we, ma- when we counsel people for marriage, we take them through the third degree. Amen. This ain't about love and beauty and mm-hmm. how a person make you feel. What we're really trying to do is detect some of them demons that's inside of them, hoping they come out in the session so we can exercise them while, before you marry them in the name of Jesus. Because what tends to happen is that there is a hidden side. There's a dark side to all of us. Did you know you had a dark side? Huh? Y'all looking at me funny. I ain't got no dark side. I ain't even dark. (laughs) Listen, you got a dark side. It's called the old nature. Did you know you had a dark side? You know you got a Darth Vader in you? Huh? And And Darth Vader used to belong to the light side. Are y'all getting this? We got a dark side to us. So y'all looking at me, Pastor, what's your dark side? I got a dark side. You have a dark side. Isn't that right, Joe Beam? We got a dark side. Look at his sarcasm in chapter 3. Yay. Now, you know that's sarcasm. Yay. Did God really say you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Boy, you talk about talking to a dumb chick. This is it. Yes. She said, oh, oh, you're so cute. You can talk. You can talk. Yeah, I can talk. His sarcasm is this. He wants to make you and I doubt the integrity and word of God. That his word is not reliable. His word is ridiculous. Why should you follow it? That God is really depriving you of something. That's not love. If he loved you, you should be able to eat of every tree. Let me, let me tell you something about limitations, boundaries. Some of us have boundary issues. When I see people with boundary issues, my antennas go all the way up and I watch them. Whether it's children or adults. People with boundary issues are dangerous because they have no boundaries. Listen to me. Satan wants you, Satan wants me to look at this word and say, God really does not love me. because of all the suffering that's going on in my life, because of everything I've been through when he didn't show up, I prayed and he didn't change it. That that influence is the devil. 
Let me, let me tell you why it's the devil. Because, see, them old folk in church, and we miss the old folk, they said, I'm going to wait and see what the end going to be. Remember that? You know why them old folk used to say that? Because they knew that God was faithful. And he may not come when you want him, but he's right on time. If you got a wayward child and you've been praying, you may not see it right away. But I dare you to keep praying. I dare you to keep that thing before God because the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. God, Jesus blew my mind. He said, before you ask, I will already bless it. Lord, 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 have mercy. You don't even know what to pray for as you ought. And Rome, Rome, Romans 8, one of my favorite chapters. Because you don't even know what to pray for as you ought, I got the paraclete who's praying for you. Can I get a witness? The Holy Ghost is praying on your behalf. He's making intercession according to the groans. Don't you know we can groan and not even hear noise? Don't you know we sitting up here groaning this morning? We groan in bed, we groan at work, we groan in the streets, and God the Holy Spirit says, I heard the groan. I got the prayer, I got the answer, I got the victory. God is faithful. Look at subtleness. Yea, have God. So the woman answers, verse 2, chapter 3, and the woman said unto the serpent, now when you see that, and the woman said unto the serpent, stop. Satan says, I gotta. The minute you start talking to the devil, you are finished. You and I don't have the ingenuity, the intelligence to hold a conversation with someone who has tricked billions to give their souls to him in hell. You, you don't even have, and in fact, when he was talking to Jesus, and then anytime you bold enough to tempt the word with the word, when, when, when Satan had Jesus in the wilderness, Matthew chapter 4, Jesus never held a conversation with him. Jesus kept saying, it is written. It is written. It is written. So here's what she said to the serpent. Brother man. Because she don't know what she's talking to. We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the tree, of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you should not eat it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. My God. Listen, to add or take away from God's word is a curse. Interesting. Why would Satan come to her anyway? This has nothing to do with sex, gender. has nothing to do with gender. She is the indirect source of the word. He gave his word to the man. He never gave his word to the woman. 
Who did Satan choose? The one that he did not give his word to. Amen. You know who Satan chooses the most in the church? The ones who are not in the word. They the ones he just keeps coming after through their emotions, through their feelings. He, he is, he's subtle. He influences, he lies. And here's what the servant said back to the woman, verse 4. And the servant says unto the woman, you shall not surely die. So Satan takes the word and makes it of no effect. That's not going to happen. And then look how the serpent lies on the character of God, verse 5. For God knows, doth know, that in the day you eat thereof, now watch half truth and half lie, then your eyes shall be open. That's true. Am I right? But here's the lie. You shall be as, you shall be like God. That's a lie. My God. I want to suggest his appeals, his approaches is predicated on his counsel. And that's why we can't get caught up in hearing voices or, you know, the Lord told me and the Lord spoke to me. The Lord said to me. I know when we was across the street years ago. Um, to me, see, to pastor, worship is mandatory. Forsake not yourselves together. And I had a lady come to me and she said, Pastor, I know I went to that church Sunday, but um, the Lord spoke to me at home. I said to myself, here we go. <laughs> and told me not to go to the church, but to go to the nursing home and visit a member. And I said, that wasn't the Lord, that was Satan. How can you say Satan? I said, because God does not contradict his word. Why is God going to tell you to miss worship that we do once a, a week in the name of Jesus why couldn't you go to the nursing home on Monday? Why would God pull you from worship, adoration, public collective adoration for Jesus, tithing on the first day of the week? I'm preaching. 1 Corinthians 16. Amen. Getting the word for the week so you can go visit somebody that's sick. Well, that, that, he just spoke to my heart. I said, it wasn't him that spoke. And I'm tired of y'all talking about what God told you to do, and God never opened his mouth. It's contrary to the word. Why don't you just tell the truth and say, I didn't want to go to church. I wanted to go to the nursing home. I can receive that better. Don't put God in your mess. Well, God's leading me to another church so you can take hell there too? Because you was full of hell here. That's a whole other argument. Thank you, Jesus. 
many of y'all thought it was God and found out later it was the devil? No, 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 no. Please don't do this. Be like that little fourth grader that got the right answer. Ooh, 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 ooh. I've been tricked by the devil too many times. Y'all ain't getting this. So the fall, his approach, his appeals, his lies, his counsel leads to the cover-up. Verses 7 to 13 is the cover-up. First 1 to 6 is the, listen, 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 is his approach. Look at the, look at the first 7. And the eyes of them were open, both of them were open. They knew that they were naked. Blame and shame. And they sewed fig leaves together and made aprons. Hmm. And then, see, here's the stuff. <laughs> when the devil gets you, all your shame starts spilling over. Mm-hmm. Then you got to come up with some systems to cover what has been contaminated. And, and, and there's a whole lot of us wearing masks. I'm trying to teach you how to be transparent. It's less painful. <laughs> we spend more time and energy trying to cover stuff up. Well, how, how's everything with the family? Oh, we're fine, praise the Lord. You just fought. You just threw bottles at each other. You're lying. The husband's sitting way back there near the wheelchair. And the wife is way back there near the fire escape. And the children are mixed all in. Something's up. The cover-up, the cover-up, the camouflage. They made fig leaves. Mm. And I've been over this a thousand times. They made fig leaves. We, we make fig leaves to cover this stuff up, man. Mm. We're trying to fix our own fractures by the cover-up. I've been out of high school almost 40-something years. In fact, I've, I've been out of the military almost 40 years, 30-something years. I never went to one of my reunions, not one. The first two, I was away in the military, but guys that I went to high school with, South Philadelphia High, they said, they said, man, everybody was asking about you there. Some of the guys got killed in Vietnam. Some died, OD'd on drugs, some in jail. The guy said it was the most painful thing to see. I said, why? You think everybody would be rejoicing to see each other? He said, man, listen, you had people come to the class reunion that because they were doing so bad in life, they rented a car, they rented tucks, they went out of their way to give the perception that they were doing well. That one night. And as everybody was coming in, 
You, hey, man, how you doing? Man, I'm doing great, da-da-da-da. And everybody was lying. I said, you got to be kidding me. He said, no, man, tears went down my face. I said, well, how you know all that? He said, man, I went outside and seen, you know, Avis car rental. Hurts car rental. He said, he said, it was a tragedy. Now, have you ever thought of that? And, and it's like, it's fig leaves. It's how we hide when we are shameful of where we are in life. My God. And I don't know about you, but I know we got habits. Some people have been on drugs, some on alcohol, some gambling, some this, some that. And we tend, when, 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 the, when, when the hour is appropriate, we start putting the fig leaves on. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Why can't we just, under the guise of grace, when someone who hasn't seen you in 20, 25, 35 years, say, so how are you really doing? Not well, but I'm trusting Jesus. Why, why can't we just, why do we have to put the fig leaves on? Why do church folk have to keep coming to church like they are not struggling in their marriage? They're not struggling with sexual sins. They're not struggling with money issues. It's okay. Everybody's struggling. I'm struggling to keep my head above water. I'm struggling. You know I'm struggling because Easter morning I got the, the graves were open. <laughs> Leave that alone. <laughs> we all struggle. Keep living. Life is a struggle. You're going to have problems with your children. You're going to have problems with your marriage. You're going to have problems with your health. You're going to have problems with your money. You're going to have problems in your mind. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trials and tribulations. Somebody close to you going to die. I know you don't believe that. You better have a theology so you can go home and go to sleep. You better have a faith that says, yeah, whatever happens now is not the end of the equation. You better have a faith that says weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. You, you better have a faith that's going to pick you up and turn you around and plant your feet on solid ground. You better have a God named Jesus who's able to do far exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. Look at the cover-up. Look at the cover-up. Look at the cover-up. Verse 7, and the eyes of them were open, 
They sowed fig leaves. Look at verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. And the Lord called Adam. He said, where are you, Adam? Now stop. Whenever God asks a question, it's because he wants you to know. He knows. Where are you this morning, Kent? I'm sitting at the organ. Now he ain't asking that here. He already knows. Look, look at verse 10. Adam said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid. When we fall from faith, fear comes in. Are you getting this? Because I was naked. Don't we tell ourselves, don't we tell on ourselves, I was scared because I was naked. <laughs> I was scared because I was naked. <laughs> Lord, where are you, Raymond? I was scared because I was naked. What a lie. So I hid myself. Hmm. And God said, who told you that you were naked? My God. So the shame starts turning into the blame. Well, Lord, the woman you gave me, <laughs> she made me do it. <laughs> Sister Gordon made me do this. And you gave it to me. I'm sick of this. I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to act like this. I don't want to be like this. Don't we do that? No, 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 no. You don't do it by name. You do it by blame. My mother and father is responsible for the way I am. Right? Historical, doctor, we keep going back to the history. My father drank in front of us. Well, you lying now. He drank liquor. You, you snorting powder. You, two different highs. What's, what's, what's going on here? See, here, here's what I'm trying to get you to see. When Satan came to Jesus, he is so slick in his counsel and even in his causes. This was his temptation to Jesus. Since you are the son of God, let's get past the preliminaries. I know who you are. Yeah. Since you are the son of God, Matthew 4, you're hungry, command that these stones turn into bread. Yeah. I can't turn those stones into bread. Jesus can. Here's what Satan was saying to Jesus. Instead of being hungry and painful, take the shortcut. Use your own powers without God's permission because you are God. 
and feed yourself. See the power of suggestion? Why go to the cross when I'll give you all the kingdoms right now? Why take the pain when I can promote you? Satan is always offering the easy way out. Oh, I'm preaching now, Doc. Why work 30 years trying to save up money in mutuals when you can just do this one drug deal and be rich for life? Y'all ain't getting this. It's always a shortcut to get to glory. Do I have a witness? And child of God, that when we keep listening to his counsel, we get in trouble. We get in trouble. Well, baby, you're going through all this. Why did you marry this man? Oh, because he was just so fine. <laughs> All right, baby. Well, sorry about that. He's still fine. And you crying. Can I get a witness? Y'all ain't getting this. And ever since I made that statement 10 years ago, Bruce, Nobody wants to bring their future mate to pastor. <laughs> they used to stop me after service. Can I, can I come and see? I, I met this guy. I'm considering this. Can I come and see? They don't come no more. That's fine. Three seconds of discernment. Just look in their eyes. That's all I got to do. Just bring them to church. You ain't going to come to my study. Just bring them to church, come up to the pool. All I got is look in their eyes. You are lying from the pit. That's it. You're lying from the pit, Doc. The objectivity of a third person that's not emotionally involved is safe. That's why we have counselors. Isn't that right? The counselors are not benefiting one way or the other. They're just looking at objectivity. You and I, when we're too close to the situation, can't see objectivity. You want to come in here and defend, and you want to come in here and give me all these reasons why I should agree with you. When I'm looking dead in the eye at somebody that was just like me 25 years ago. Are you getting this? Satan influences counsel. It's not good enough for you to pray once. Should I take this job in the name of Jesus? And oh, oh Lord, thank you for giving me the job. Well, why are you thanking him? Did he say yeah? No, you said yeah. And you put his name on it. Are you getting this? When you keep something before the Lord, when you got other people who are spiritual praying for that something, all the answers come back the same way. Do I have a witness? The counsel leads to the causes. Now turn to Matthew chapter 13 real quick. We're getting out of here. Matthew 13, sowing the seed. Come on, turn your Bibles. Matthew 13. I don't hear no paper. All y'all ain't got phones. 
Matthew 13, sowing the seed. I'm, I'm, I'm going to expedite this. Three things, three S's. The sower is God. He takes the seed, uh, he takes the seed and he sows. The seed is the word of God. The soil is the condition of man's hearts. Are y'all getting this? Let's, let's try them three S's again. Who's the sower? God. What's the seed? What's the soil? No, condition of the heart. Everybody's, everybody's heart is conditioned differently. You getting this? So the sower goes out to sow, verse 3, and some seeds, some, fall on what? By the wayside. Now, the birds, the fowls, birds in Scripture are always evil. The fowls eat up the seeds. There are four seeds being sowed here, but only one is going to take root. We got a math problem, meaning every time pastor preaches, 75% of you don't get the word. Only one-fourth, that's the fraction, or 25% is really getting the word. Because your heart is not conditioned for the word. That's scary, isn't it? Oh, we had a good time. You did? Yeah, church was great. Well, what did he preach on? I don't know, but it was good. <laughs> that choir sang. What they sang? I ain't never heard a song before, but it was, it was nice. And by the way, entertainment can be Entertainment can be a partner for evil. Because entertainment don't always lead to edification. Not always. You getting this? Check this out. The birds ate them up. Are you with me? Verse 5. We move from waysiders to stony places. There's not much dirt, much depth, and the sun comes up and kills the seed. Now, the sun is everyday problems. When problems arise, the seed is lost, and then the third is thorns. The thorns, verse 7, choke the word. Your desire for money and fame and fortune chokes the word. My God. But some fall on good ground, verse 8, and notice the three percentages of fruit. Some is 60, 30, and 100 fold. Are you getting this? Satan's causes is for us not to be fruitful. He doesn't want us to be fruitful. My God. 
and his snares, I'm coming in, 2 Timothy 2.26, don't turn. What is a snare? It's a trap. Paul says that they may recover and come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil who have taken him captive by his will. His causes. His causes. I, I have, going on 26 years, I have ticked a lot of people off. No, but that's part of being a good leader. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk about that another time. I cannot be bought. I'm not a prostitute. I'm not a false prophet. I'm not here for false purposes. Are you getting this? I can't be bought off with fame and fortune. I'm going to preach the word in season, and I'm going to preach it out of season. And by the grace of God, I'm going to live what I preach. And when I don't live what I preach, Bruce, I'm going to tell you, I struggle in this in myself. Can I get a witness? Because I'm not interested in you worshiping me. I'm trying to build a bridge from you to Jesus. I want you to worship Jesus. Can I get a witness? Now unto him who's able to keep you from falling. Do I have a witness? His counsel, his causes, and then his counterfeits. Now, when I go in a store and I have a $50, bill, a $50 bill or a $100 bill, I notice when I give it to the, the priest behind the counter, they always hold it up to the light. Yeah. There's something about the light hitting that bill that authenticates whether it's right or wrong. There's something about the light of the word when put next to our lives will show up fruit. Do I have a witness? Oh, I'm preaching this place, man. I, I told Dr. Bruce Bettner, one of our doctors up here, great counselor, and when Bruce was working here and helping us with counseling, Bruce had his degrees on the wall, and the boy's degree. He's awesome. Here's what I told him. It's not your degrees that impress me. It's where the Lord brought you from. That impresses me. Can I get a witness? If I send somebody over to your business, it's because I know where you came from. Oh, y'all ain't getting this. See, I, I keep telling you, when somebody is willing to teach and preach you, amen, you ought to ask, what right do you have to teach me? What have you been through that can help me where I, where I am right now? Do I have a witness? It's not your degrees. It's not your intellect. It's what you've been through. I've been through the waters, I've been through the flood, I've been, been through the fire, and all in the blood. Can I get a witness? And when you hear Bruce's testimony, that's why you don't mind sitting down letting them counsel you because God brought him out of hell with smoke still in his garments. 
Hallelujah. He's been there. He's done that. He's been to hell and back. And he can testify that Jesus is Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Can I get a witness? And you know they start messing up because they be trying to get all professional and intellectual and using them big words and saying, well, how does that make you feel? And uh, yeah, and, and, and brother and my sister, I know you're going through a lot of trepidation. You already know what trepidation means. I know you're going through some, amen, uneasy times. Can I get a witness? But then every now and then, one of them professionals will get caught up and say, but when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. I thank God for saving me. The Lord took care of my addictions. Can you say that? The Lord took care of my crazy thinking. The Lord took away my crazy lifestyle. I'm preaching now. The Lord cleaned up my dirty heart. The Lord made pure my messed up mind. Can I get a witness? I was headed to hell. I was all messed up. I was hooked up, crooked up, shucked up. Can I get a witness? But Jesus, I said, but Jesus, but Jesus, he came in, set up camp, put a new song in my mouth, even praise, can I get a witness, turn my life around, planted my feet on a solid ground, can I get a witness, I've got joy like a river. Joy, 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 joy. And this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. And the world can't take it away. Look at the final thing, the counterfeit, the counterfeit, James 2, 14, don't turn, talks about three types of faith, a dead faith, faith without righteous works is dead, James lays out a test which evaluates one's faith that if I have biblical faith, I don't just have a claim, I have a conviction. Can I get a witness? Too many people have a claim without real change. Now I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to take some people off, but that's in my repertoire. Let me just go on and get it out of the way. You got folk right here in this church. Every time I mention lesbianism and homosexuality, they get all upset, Bruce. Cause them lying preachers done told you that you saved, but you can still do everything you want to do. And it's a contradiction of the Bible. 
Can I get a witness? My Bible says when Jesus comes in, something has got to go out. Can I get a witness? When Jesus sets up camp, changes are demanded. Can I get a witness? You can't continue to switch. Let me look at the clock. And you've been saved. You may continue a little while, but somewhere down the line, the Holy Ghost is going to straighten your butt out. Can I get a witness? You can't do what you used to do, how you used to do it, when you used to do it, with whom you used to do it. God going to change your friends. God going to change your walk. God going to change your mind. God going to change your heart because that's the nature of the Holy Ghost. He never leaves anything the same. The woman at the well said, come see a man that told me all that I ever did. Is not this the Christ? And them preachers going to hell and they're going to take you right with them. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. Got a claim but have no conviction. I'm going to get out your way in a minute. Then there's a demonic faith that says the demons believe and they tremble. Demonic faith is just an exterior belief. It's not a conviction, it's just a belief. But then there's a demonstrative faith. The Bible says Abraham believed God and he was justified. He was changed. Can I get a witness? Because Abraham believed God, God could tell him, get up and kill your only son. Can I get a witness? And you know the story. He grabbed the knife, took him up to the summit of, si took summit of Moriah, tied the boy, tied the young lad up, probably 30 years old, tied him up. And, and Isaac said, Father, the, the wood is here. And yeah, the knife is here. And the fire is here. But where is the sacrifice? Do I have a witness? And, God, and Abraham had enough faith to say, Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. Won't the Lord provide? Won't the Lord provide? Won't the Lord provide? I dare you to get low. The Lord will provide. I dare you to get out. The Lord will provide. I dare you to get down. The Lord will provide. Satan's counterfeits is for you to be close to the truth, but not have the truth. Do you hear what Pastor's saying? I know I'm going to glory. My ticket has already been punched. Can I get a witness? I heard Curtis Mayfield and the impression sing, people, get ready. There's a train coming. You don't need no baggage. Just get on board. All you need is faith to hear the diesel coming. Don't need no ticket. Just thank. I said just thank. Just thank the Lord. Stand on your feet. As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you need to be saved today, raise your hand.
Jesus died for your sins was buried and rose again. Just put your hand up. Be honest. You be honest with God, he be honest with you. Raise your hand. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ today. Put your hand there. Is there one? Or you want to join the church? Put your hand there. Is there one? Is there one? Father, in Jesus' name, teach us to not only number our days, but teach us to detect, oh God, and defeat the devil through his counsel, through his causes, through his counterfeits. He's a liar. He's going to burn. The truth is not in him. Teach us thy ways, O Lord, and lead us in a plain path. In Jesus' name, amen. As you are seated, real quickly, we're making a transition. Listen, the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread, broke it, reached down to the bottom.